and it's very important that we maintain it because at the end of the day it is the only truly free medium out there radio is real time it's so real time so the edge is just real time it's just real time I mean, but it was well received in some aspects and some people were just like but what is this Right. We want the you know bichari lady the bichari woman the sardhaki I think somebody had to tell him. Yeah. You know, like one or, one or two people came to him and said, "Bhai, your daughters are fantastic." Yeah. And he was like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> These ones?" <laughs> Hello and welcome everyone to episode sixty-three of Digitales. My name is Fazan Sayed, founder and CEO of East River, and today I have with me a very talented owner of a media group. She runs FM91. She's the CEO of FM91. She is also the MD of Airwaves Media. She is a board member of the WWF, a board member of the Citizens Archive, and as well as now PDP. And she is here today to discuss the future of radio and media and technology. Sara Tahir, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. I'm... So tell me, um, radio. Yes. It's been 20 years. You've yes. been doing this for a while. Very long time. Where is radio headed in the next five years, in, in the your next opinion? five years? So uh, according, to, um, according to the marketers here, it's headed to a very uh, sad um, death, you might say. But um, looking at the markets abroad, yeah. I don't think radio is disappearing as quick as they imagine it to. Yes, digital will be overtaking it, but radio has always been a free medium for people. It is an easily accessible medium. It is a medium that is across the countries. And I mean, the most important thing is it's free, right? And it's That's the cheapest medium, cheapest medium for anybody to advertise on right now. And it's a supporting medium. So I don't think radio is going anywhere. If you look in the US, which is the leading market, or even in China, they still have radio. Uh, in its original form. Maybe, yes, it's become digital now, but they still have radio. It's still existing there. It's still used in commutes. It doesn't matter that people have uh, other digital entities, you know, which provide them with musical options. Radio still is still there. NPR is still... That's true. Know, NPR is a very popular channel. It's got a lot of popular content. So why is it that Pakistan uh, media owners of the marketplace has this doom and gloom sort of view on radio? I think they're hearing from the region, ke, oh, spend more on digital. They're investing more in digital. Right. They have their own assets to invest in. Um, you know, and uh, so and it's also new. I think anytime there's something new that comes into the market, people run towards it. They gravitate. Right. The same thing happened with radio. It's happened with television. It will happen with digital. Right. Eventually, it will all um, kind of, you know, balance out. But I don't see radio as being one of the top notch, but I do see it as being a supporting supportive medium. And it's very important that we maintain it because at the end of the day, it is the only truly free medium out there. And it is also the cheapest to advertise on. It is the easiest for anybody, you know, to have interaction with. I mean, if you look at digital mediums, yes, you can hear a podcast. Yes, you can hear uh, music. Yes, you can, you know, um, listen, but you can't interact. Right. In my experience, we've had people who've come and cried at our, our you know, radio host's feet, because they are lonely people and they have someone to talk to, they have someone to, you know, So ask when they questions. call into the radio channels so they and they have that the dialogue. Yes, they have someone to turn to, you know, right. and this isn't just my radio station. I mean, if you hear what the other local Urdu language radio stations are doing, they're providing a lot of information. Um, they're providing a lot of support. I've heard some of the shows on other channels 
वे यू नो दे आस्क द मोस्ट बेसिक क्वेश्चन लाइक अ वोमन कॉल्स एन सर्स के भाई मेरा बच्चा इस इस हाल में है मैं क्या करूँ इसके साथ एंड द रेडियो होस्ट कैन प्रोवाइड एन आंसर बट वाई बट दैट कैन हैपन ऑन डिजिटल इज वेल वाई डू थिंक रेडियो इज स्टिल द बेटर मीडियम बिकॉज यू कैन डू इट्स बेटर चीपर और मोर एक्सेबल इट्स चीपर बिकॉज इट इज एन ओल्ड Uh, sure technology. so digital you'll need data for example yes. you'll need a mobile phone yes. radio you need a static sort of a, a standard yeah, basic exactly. phone right yes and you can just dial in and any have a conversation any standard phone any standard any phone standard and phone. you don't need even need data for yes, example you right yes you don't need data for it you don't need to be in an area of high signals or whatever yes. you can actually call in from anywhere yes that's the beauty so should especially the third world country especially in the third world country yeah. so, so then the question is should the programming type then be different should radio then be creating a different type of content versus digital so it doesn't compete with digital like all over the world radio is uh, creating entertainment content it right. is it hasn't evolved anywhere else it's either you know giving information like npr where you invite people and you you give information what radio in pakistan hasn't done is it hasn't gone digital So at right. FM ninety one, the first thing we did is we realized that oh, there's a digital market, and we need to be addressing that, and we need to be taking things digital. Now it takes a lot of time and right. effort, um, and we still haven't, you know, managed to uh, excel in that. But we're trying. Other radio stations need to do that too if they want to survive. Uh, the reason we're surviving is because we have, you know, big hosts, personalities. we have we are digitally forward we do things digitally we could do them better frankly speaking but budget constraints right of course and we are constantly active on our social platforms other radio stations aren't so you mentioned being not active not all at least not all are active right and i think you guys do a fantastic job with collaborations and partnerships and you're always present at events and ground activations and i'll get to that in a second but what has what benefit has being present on digital what benefit has that brought you advertising or brings you a different stream as of well, advertising as well as listenership so let's say we're only in three cities you know officially properly it gives us access to rest of the rest of pakistan right so we have callers from sialkot you know who love dino right. or we have sophie's followers not just in lahore right they follow us on digital they'll follow us on you know streaming they'll listen so that really helps so why not create a different stream on digital and then target and tap a completely different audience right like so we have had our app uh, we are just reintroducing a new one mm-hmm. because we want we saw some you know glitches Um, and in the last app, we actually had different streams from of music for different kind of uh, demographics or different kind of you know listenership. So right. there was a jazz, there was Urdu, there was this and that, um, and we had different programming. And we're also doing podcasts, so we're Got doing it. a lot of different stuff for different people. Even our show programming, if you look at it, Khalid Malik speaks to the the drive time, the children and the executives, English speaking Urdu medium people. But if you go down to the evening. Dino does a show that's mass oriented you know and we wanted to be that way because the research suggests that in the evening people you know from the masses are more on their available on their phones so they'll be more prone to listening in and and responding mm-hmm. so a lot of his show is mainly local music um speaking to local celebrities stars whereas Khalid Malik is speaking to a more like you know executive or drive to work audience yeah and and in the evening we just keep it a mix so uh, sophie is very lahori because she is from lahore right 
her music can be anywhere between the 80s to purane pakistani gaane you know and she's very right. popular because she's a very bu- bubbly personality so we've tried to do that we've tried to segmentize our programming to speak to different people sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but for the most part we've had good response and how do you see this sort of proliferation of podcasts in pakistan and sort of the 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 push of spotify to come into the market how do you think this will disrupt the radio broadcast the radio content that you just talked about It's already disrupted it pretty uh I mean you know our um advertising uh ratio has gone down Spotify has taken a big chunk of it Spotify also has a lot of money to be able to do different things they right. can provide you with streams without advertising we can't afford to do that So Spotify technically can be like radio because it is giving you listenership supported through advertising which is what radio is doing but it's not free because you need data to access it You need data to access it if you want the premium you need to pay for that Um you do not have interaction. Um you know you can get information across but it has to be recorded, pre-recorded. Right. So Spotify has I mean the the beauty of Spotify is you can get music from anywhere in the world for you know anything and right. and it's amazing. Uh radio is in that radio is more local. Radio so let's say if local. you're driving from here to another destination and you're sitting in your car and you have two options you have listen to local radio which means local ads which is a little painful yes mm-hmm. or you listen to your Spotify which means no ads if you're paying premium right. um the good thing about local is at least you'll get to know ki yahan ho kya raha hai koi accident na ke ho gaya hai ya traffic hai ya koi event ho raha hai you'll figure that out you'll you'll hear about that you know you might listen to some local music that you haven't heard you'll you know it'll give you a little bit of a more current feel you listen to spotify and yes you have seamless music your choice but it's a way of zoning out so you have an option of both and both provide a service depending so you're on saying that radio then is about localized content where active listenership um is a big part of the experience absolutely versus spotify sure global content but it's more passive uh, yes to a to a degree because you can put your spotify on and you and can, then just forget about it yeah you can just you know and enjoy it and i'm not saying they can i'm not for or against spotify i think it's a fantastic fantastic right. software um you know in fact spotify is advertised on fm91 a few times right. um but you know it's there's just two different mediums and you can't say one is better than the other because they provide two different services interesting and it depends i feel the more um the younger lot tends to be uh you know they tend to lean towards spotify until until eventually they're like me i want to i want some a change the older lot tend and the and the really young kids they want you know interactivity and right. then depends on what area you're in so yeah defense phase 5 maybe spotify right but if you go out in nazmabad they're like nahi mujhe i want some interaction i want some yeah. personality i want to be able to talk to someone and not just nazmabad i'm saying you know buffer line we've had people call us from there but they're right. like yaar main ghar pe akela baitha hu electricity nahi hai tv nahi chal raha hai chalo radio sunte hain radio right. par kisi se baat kar lo you know to ye ye podcast mein nahi milta hai that two way interaction you know because podcast ki bhi personalities are big personalities they're bringing in other big personalities to have conversations and interview with you know you can create that two way dialogue with that personality it may not be real time right but how is radio how does radio have the edge is what i'm trying to understand radio is real time it's so real time so the edge is just real time it's just real time I and mean, yes you can do instagram live and this and that yeah exactly and that's fantastic too um and you know it has definitely affected us right but radio is just i'll tell you something when when i have to invite you to our show yeah. encounter with khalid malik um you will come you will see it's right. it's a lot like this yeah except 
you know it's you know you're going live you know you're going live you know right. people can call you you know you can be and we have instagram so the thing with radio is it has to be supported with instagram by instagram it so has you to need that digital YouTube. leg in radio in this day in age, this day and age we do interesting yes you mentioned us and you mentioned Khalid Malik. Uh, you've also mentioned Sophie. You've had these RJs for a long time. Yes. Um, I think Sophie you mentioned is over 16 years yep. apparently, right? How do you retain talent? Because this is an industry overall, media is an industry notorious for people constantly switching, hopping and finding new places, right? But you've maintained and, and held on to really, really good talent, great content creators and RJs for a very long time. All relationships. All it's, it's so what is it about the how do you drive that or build that relationship what's the secret sauce secret sauce is um you celebrate them when they do well you don't stop them from doing things um but you kind of lay your boundaries also um how do you know? do that how do you not stop someone yet lay a boundary well you ask them to let you know what they're doing Right. And whether it cannibalizes your business and you make it very clear to them that it'll hurt me, which means it hurts you. These are people who really love radio. Okay? Right. They love radio. Sophie's career started at FM91. She came on a whim and said, I'm doing Right. And, you know, we've been friends for as long as she's been there. Right. So it's not just that Sophie's doing this uh, for money. There's no money involved in radio. Um, she's doing this because maybe she should do a podcast now <laughs> so she's doing all kinds of things she has right. a whole studio oh wow uh, yeah, okay um in lahore um so sophie has been doing this because she has a love for radio and she's doing this live every day live and yeah, so is uh, so is khaled doing it live khaled every day doing it live every which day. means 9 a.m he's in the studio seven Seven on yes. the dot. Sorry, drive time, of course. Drive time, 7 a.m. As of the 9th, he'll be 7 a.m. So that requires a lot of discipline also on their Absolutely. end. Absolutely. You yes. can't go out and late have a late night and then show up at 7 a.m. Yeah, and, and Dino functional. comes at 10. So Dino has to have a lot of discipline. And for right. him, it's, you know, but they love what they do. Right. They love their show. Right. And what we've also done for them is we've, we've, you know, there's no other radio station where the RG has been built up. Okay, um, I think FM89 has done that, but we were the first ones who start saying it's not just the show, yeah. it's also the host. The personality And matters. we built those hosts up. I Correct. mean, Sophie became Sophie, RJ Sophie, because we built her. Right. You know, we put money behind endorsing her image and, and projecting her image and, you know, and um, publicizing her image. I explain, I, you know, I uh, explained to her what she needs to do digitally and she did it like a pro. Um, Khalid Malik also we help him you know we tell him ye karo, wo karo, in the sense that whenever he wants to do something we're like yeah let's work on this together we've done campaigns with them I mean if you if you remember I don't know if you remember when Khalid Malik joined FM91 we rolled out a very big campaign which is probably I the only remember. campaign yep. for a radio host done ever uh, at that level it was a big deal when he switched over and, yes. it, and you guys really celebrated that switch we did uh, he wasn't switching over. He uh, was moving to Singapore and he was looking for a job there. And okay. when that fell through, right. he came to us because he said, I don't think I can go back to 89. I've done so much, you know, like I've right. cried there and I've left. Right. And I, I'm, you know. And so it was honestly circumstance that brought him over to you. Well, he'd come and had a chat before and I right. said, dude, while you're working there, we can't. You right. know? So he said, okay, I'm leaving for Singapore anyways. Um, so forget about it. It's, you know. Uh, it's, uh, I'll, I guess if that doesn't work out, I'll check back. Right. So we were like, okay, we had no expectations. 
um when he came back he it took him a while but he came to us and he was like you know guys I, it's taken me a month or two but i, I want to explore what you have to offer yeah so he said okay khalid uh, you know obviously we're interested right um but are you sure you're not going back and he was like no i think you know my time with them is up and i i want to explore this option so we're like okay um and yeah and that was it so he wow. came he told us what he wanted we delivered on that I think we did one of the reasons for retaining him or or pulling him in was because we did that campaign where we had Interflow you know come and create a campaign the benefit of having your own advertising agency it does help <laughs> <laughs> but I was very involved but yeah it yeah. does help to have an advertising agency attached um yeah so we did an on ground and on uh, you know on every we launched our app with him we did a Bieber con uh competition where people won tickets you know if you went into certain restaurants like Xanders yeah. uh, and news you had uh, you know like these uh, you had like what's it called uh placemats and right. stuff with his branding on it and cup first holders. Oh, sorry, cup holders yeah. yeah, uh, you know like the yes, glass I know exactly uh, things, what yeah. you're talking about it's exactly. my mind too. <laughs> so initially coaster coasters exactly yes. <laughs> so initially the first one was that there was a question like what makes yeah. your morning great um you know and then we had the oh it was very colorful branding i remember it was colorful branding we also had an event at muse where we invited all our you know right um all our clients and friends of khaled and he cooked eggs for everybody because it was about the morning jam yeah. we had, we sent out jam baskets so he was really celebrated and brought on and yeah. and and that must have made him excited but you've maintained his excitement with his content because what happens is often times you know you'll bring in talent in a company and there'll be a lot of like excitement at the beginning but over time that dwindles and fades and then people eventually look for other things but you've got you guys have maintained that in a medium that has its set of challenges given the digital sort of uh growth and so on you know what would you say has been your main sort of it's the relationship then so if the one way anything. to retain it, i don't huh? want to jinx anything you know kal pata nahi kaise uh. mind changes hai but honestly it's the relationships um these people are also um people who have who understand what commitment is right right they believe in the commitment in a relationship as well as in the workplace right um you know khalid malik is a father of three he's found a comfortable spot where he's treated with respect where he's celebrated um you know we 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 believe in him we know he's one of our major uh you know uh, celebrities and we treat him like that we hope at least we do right. and he uh, he's found a comfortable spot here sophie has to i don't intervene in their shows i don't tell them what to say and what to do you know that so you've given them a lot of autonomy i have you've given them a lot of we have as yeah. an as an organization we allow them to do it's you so know it's the autonomy it's the relationship it's sort of the overall environment that you've created for them a, a welcoming environment but at the same time you've also established sort of the the boundaries of operation so that no one gets hurt yes yeah in the process and also we're supportive you know if they've had something happen in their lives right you have to be supportive of because course. they're also your friends of course you know so all these three dino khalid sophie arif abrar um salim kareem they're all friends of mine too right you know so if i meet them socially it's not as like ye to mera host hai it's right, like oh right. that's my buddy you know that's yeah. my friend yeah so and their family essentially That's I think that's the word is yeah, family is that yeah you know these are all people who are family interesting Fasi Zaka used to be a part of us he's you know we I know his ins and outs of his life right so. so you really have to integrate yourself as someone who manages a channel with 
all the key talent in your organization yeah. and become I a daily part of their lives i think every owner of a channel or anybody who runs a channel knows that and does that right you know that's why they're that's why you know tv1 has managed to keep retain who it right. has or arvi has managed to retain the people that it has because you have to have those relationships correct and you know you you guys have done another great job with not just retaining talent but you do extremely well with collaborations and for some reason you've managed to find yourself a part of most collaborations most on ground activations that take place around the city i think UNFM 89 compete a lot for those kinds of collabs for similar audiences how do you find the time or the space to figure out what are the right collabs for you and how have you managed to stay ahead of all the other radio channels that are out there in terms of collaborations um so basically we we don't pick and choose a lot we tend to give everybody a chance but we have some repeat customers who are very happy with what we do for them um our motto is make them feel like they have gotten what they asked for so it can't be ke bas aapne ek post laga di ek endorsement kar di aapka kaam khatam we want to make sure their event is a success in some cases it works in some cases it doesn't there have been points when we've taken on too many events there have been points when we've taken on just enough um you know some of our favorite collaborations are with district 19 with karachi eats um you know we've worked with uh, napa Uh, we've worked with the uh, arts council we've worked with uh, you know salt arts at one point i mean we've had some amazing collaborations and i think that again works on relationship right that works on understanding that your customer is is the you know you have to provide a service to them you're not right. just doing it to put your name there so yeah and one of the reasons we do collaborations is because we feel that our brand um needs to be out there it needs to be visible visibility is very important for my brand. and how do these collabs i mean obviously you're targeting people at these on ground events how have the collabs helped retain or add new listeners well i mean they see that fm91 it's not just about listenerships also advertisers right mm. so they see ki acha fm91 yahan bhi hai fm91 wahan bhi hai okay chalo at least you know it's a known brand I mean if you look at FM91 people now it's taken time but right. people now do recognize the logo and do recognize the brand. So you're almost saying as if the activations are for the brand side more than the listenership because your brand managers when they see that this brand is active everywhere maybe I should place my ad here. It's a bit of both. I mean it's to remind the listeners ke hum hain. Right. And it's to remind the you know the uh, the brand managers ke hum hain. Right. We're here we're there we're everywhere or we try to be. Interesting. And you talked about relationships earlier and you've talked about how relationships are important and what I find interesting is that your business is about family relationships. Yes. Right? It's uh, you're a second generation entrepreneur. Your father and mother started the media business and your three sisters in the business actively the entire family is working the business together. Yeah. How does that work out on a day-to-day basis? It doesn't always work out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know working for your father is uh, is not easy and anybody who's working for their father or their mother will tell you that right. I adore my parents but I mean there have been times when you know we have obviously What's the biggest challenge do they still think you're that kid that they grew yes. up playing with even though all these years have passed and you have like you've been doing this for 20 years Yes No no they still think that They many still think times, that on many occasions you know the she's a girl that becomes one issue okay sometimes. so that's a whole different the gender part of it the gender part of it you know oh she won't be able to handle this that becomes an issue but your uh, mom's in the business 
she's yeah. running the entire production side of it. She is, but she is very deeply embedded into that. Um, and uh, it's her passion. But she doesn't feel the gender bias, or does she? Of course, she does. She feels She's it too. She's felt it many times. No, I'm so sorry, has. sorry. If she feels it, but wh- why would she pass it on to you? Doesn't she think she that- doesn't do it to me? I don't work in directly with. Okay, her. you don't work directly with. I her. chose not to. Yeah. Because there was lots of like you know. Yeah. So yeah, so I I. So less headbutting with dad than mom. Oh, well, dad lets me do what I want. Okay. Dad says, "Okay, here's run that," you know. And you've passed that mindset on to your RJs then, in a sense. Yeah. In a sense, yeah, and the team. I don't and get involved in the day to day, right? Because I don't need to. I go in, I look at the finances, I look yeah. at what's happening with the HR, and make calls, you know, to get money or to give money or to, right. like, you know, uh, I look at the programming. But the day to everything, I don't get. Involved. I'll give them ideas, and then I'll be like, okay, now you guys need to do this. And this is you've learned this from your father. I've learned this from my father. Might be laziness also. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, might be the fact that I have a lot of other things going on. Yeah. Uh, also having kids. Yeah. So one of the things that this job has allowed me to do is spend more time at home, right. be around the kids. So that's a perk, and my team knows that because most of them don't necessarily have kids. A lot of young, younger ones, or if they do, they're older kids. Right. So you know they know that okay, Sarah will come in for two or three hours, and she'll get everything done that's needed. She'll right. be working from home, and you know, so yeah. And how does it how does it work working with sisters in the same business? Or do you so guys have separate silos for everything? Separate silos, uh, but we do work together every now and then. Sahar is the CEO of Interflow. Okay. So she's looking after all of the advertising. She is. She has a, a head for strategy and uh, advertising. Right. Um, and so she has recently become the CEO of Interflow, a very young one. Yeah. But yeah, and she's struggling, you know, because obviously advertising is changing in such a big yep. way. But uh, she does advertising, and Summer works in television. Got it. With my mom. Okay, so she's on the TV production side. Yes, she, she okay. is. So she's writing stuff. She's you know coordinating stuff. So I'll message them or I'll get in touch with them when they need something or when I need to do something. So it works right. like that. It, it's just easier when you have a sister there, right? So you've done. You've got advertising. You've got TV. You've got radio. Yes. You've got so you've got TV news and you've got TV entertainment. Yes, and then we have a regional channel called Vaseb. And you've got a regional channel called Vaseb. Well, Saraiki channel. And you've and you've got a team to support all of this. We do. How come your digital piece is missing? You could have easily had a digital agency. You could have easily had a digital, let's say. So Interflow is supposed to kind of evolve into an, a, a, a digital agency. Um, I think we basically missed that, you know, kind of boat in a certain way. Now we're trying to catch up. Why, why do you think you missed it? Like what? What was it that kept you busy or kept the family TV busy? Did. TV, TV kept the a, family it's, it's, uh, You may know this. You have I had some experience. <laughs> yes. You have had some experience. You do know how tumultuous that. Uh, that is a very, very time consuming business. Time consuming that industry is. Yeah. And uh, also, like you said, talent is hard to find. Very hard to find. Um, direction is hard to find. Um, HR is hard to maintain. So. And that's the question I kept asking is why are we doing this? Yes. You yes. know, TV to me at that time, and it was a difficult call, but. You know, I just felt that digital, I mean, yes, it's going to be an abrupt jump, but digital had a much longer runway yeah, than so TV. Yeah, so that's, I was, I, we've been trying to kind of get that idea across. Right. Um, but TV offers something that digital doesn't, clout. It does, exactly. And yeah. now I think the management is getting a little tired of the clout also. Right. Because, you know, it's, um, you have, when, for my father, when you have three daughters, 
um, and you're in a business that's just money consuming, time consuming. Yeah. You know, when you're coming to an age where you want to relax, you start thinking, okay, why? Why? Why am I doing this? So we're, we're looking, you know. But there's ways to monetize clout also. There are other TV channels that do that. Yes, there are. And they do that in a much more aggressive way. You, your channel, TV One, has never had it, has, hasn't had that kind of approach. No, we've never had that approach. Why not take the other approach? It'll make life easier. Uh, I don't think that's who we are. Right. Necessarily, you know, I mean, even with TV One, I think the kind of programming we did was always for the people, educate them, you know, um, which is one of the reasons we didn't become the hums in the air of eyes because they can, we never believed in that the episode may, you know, thoda sa, uh, difficult situation. Mein dekhana. We don't, we never believed in that. In fact, I, I remember I just moved back from the US and I think it was my first year. And I was flipping through channels and I saw this show called Band Khidkiyon Ke Piche. That's my mother's Right. Production. And I, I literally, I was stunned. I was like, wow. I mean, they're, they're portraying women as very empowered in this show, which was unlike all of the other content at that time. And believe you me, people didn't uh, necessarily understand that content. Right. Now, if you would like launch that with yeah. churels and, yeah. you know, now people are like, oh, wait, having an empowered woman is, is yeah. nice. It's not bad. Why can't women be empowered? Yeah. This is after the digital world has, has evolved, right? Correct. Before that, when Ban Khir Kyon Piche aired, um, it was not well received because the marketers yeah. couldn't understand that, you know, who's relating to this? Yeah, who, who is relating? Women? Exactly. Who are these uh, progressive women? But now it's Whereas, all Gen Z. Exactly. But also we have a lot of progressive women in our older, uh, you know, um, uh, what's it called? Older demographics. Right. I mean, like Benazir Bhutto was a very progressive Absolutely. woman. Sharmina Bichinoy is a pro progressive woman. Nasreen Jalil is a progressive woman. Sherry Rahman. These are all older women. And this right. was what Band Khirkyon Ke Piche was about. Progressive women. Hai. It was also about gossip and this and that. But it ha it, those stories were taken from real life stories that my mom then pieced together. Right. And she wanted it to be like, a, you know, okay. A reality check into what's happening in the upper echelon and but it was well received in some aspects and some people were just like but what is this right we want the you know so why not convert um tv one into a channel for progressive women you've done the content you understand the content you guys have been ahead of the curve and the market is ready for it the market is not ready for it. The market is not ready. The advertiser is not ready or the audience is not ready? They're both not ready for it. The advertiser... Now, I think... It, but Charelles came and it Charelles was... Charelles was on Z. Five. But we still had viewership. And yeah, a lot of that came from but, here. Yeah, but the marketer still wants traditional media. They're, because they're comfortable with that, right? It's safe. They know that, um, you know... I mean, even though Pemra has put a ban on that affair Pemra has said that what are you showing? Right. Um, like it doesn't happen Right. Uh, but you know, uh, they're still uncomfortable with uh, this modern woman uh, dialogue. Right. But it's slowly coming in. I think social media is, uh, uh, you know, is bringing it forward. Now, we did a show about, uh, I think it's a uh, drama, Dil Now Means Something. Mm -hmm. um, it did very well. And it had, a, you know, it, it was a, a, a very interesting topic also. Um, and it did very well. It's been nominated in Lux for a story and this and that. But again, we didn't know if it would, you know, and my mother worked with Kashyap Foundation to kind of produce it and stuff. So yes, it did very well. So we're, we're seeing now that there are women who want to break the bondage. 
and they want to come out and they want to see a progressive woman but right. they also want to be able to relate to their own kind of story but they've seen so much of it yeah so even you know channels that initially tried to do only the you know their the formula as it's called right um even they're breaking from it tv1 has been doing it for a while but unfortunately what we you know figured as we were always ahead of the curve in these things and we never were able to monetize it now might be the time but you know we're in a position where we can't take risks right um it's it's so much competition there is a lot and especially with digital content and youtube yes. channels monetizing and generating revenue for their content creators exactly. the way they are it's impossible to tie down a good actor it is yeah it's impossible to tie down a good script writer you know you really have to and then the people aren't necessarily ethical right yeah they'll take the money they won't show up Yeah, they'll, of course. Uh, you know, they'll sign the contract. They'll That's cancel it. That's a big problem for this industry. It's a big problem. There's no ethics and there's no moral code guiding shoot the industry. Shoot date will be on. Yeah, I uh, won't show up. You know, for the shoot, and I find that to be it's it's evolving, but that's happening a lot. Yeah. Like we shot this. Uh, my mom did a play more Mohan. Yeah. Which is about uh, it was actually about an environmentalist. Okay. Um, and it's about you know the Cholistan Desert, and it, she talks about environmental environment. The environment WWF helped us with it, which I don't think, which is the first play of its kind. But it was um, very hard to shoot. Because, yeah, of course, you know, actors wouldn't show up or. Cholistan is a very different, difficult place to shoot in, and then to get people there and the equipment there and everything, yeah, the infrastructure. Yeah, to show there. up on the shoot was hard. Yeah. you know, so it was. Uh, so it's challenging. Interesting. And so when you're dealing with you know this these set of business challenges you've got a family business you're working in you're working in a in a line of business that you know sort of is questioning its future in our country globally i think it's found its place where do you turn to for ideas for for you know different business opinions like how do you keep yourself invigorated We're currently in the process of doing that yeah. because you know all the businesses we're in are going through a major. Um, oh, I meant like you personally. How do you personally stay like keep your mind fresh? Because this, and then you've got your kids, you know. So I mean, are there organizations you join that you know? So I'm you- I'm on the board of a couple of organizations. Right. And I think that's what keeps me going. Okay. Um, well, how does that give you a fresh perspective? Let's say I think you mentioned also YPO. Yeah. Um, you know, um, how do these kinds of business organizations or even the charity organizations that you're a part of, how do they give you that fresh perspective? So WWF is a fantastic uh, organization. I have met some amazing people on the board, illustrious uh people on the board, uh Mr. Barbara Ali, Sayed Barbara Ali is, you know, our one our president, I mean not our pre- I think he's our president. No, no, he's not our president, sorry. Uh he's uh, he's the founder of one of the WWF best businessmen in the country. One yeah. of the best business men in the country highly and still expected, active still at active his age. it's an honor to be on that board i've learned a lot i'm part of the executive committee you know i work with mr nadeem khalid who's the president i work with hamad naki who's the director general i've learned a lot about what's happening in in pakistan and the world in the space of the environment and endangered species it's a passion um so it's it's very rewarding citizens archive of pakistan which is founded by sharmina bachnoy i'm a founding member um again another very rewarding um organization to be a part of because again i'm really interested in culture history art mm-hmm. um and we do work in those spaces you know we have launched nhm the national history museum in lahore um uh, the first national pakistan patriotic museum 
modern of modern museum of its kind right in greater ikbal park it's been uh, an amazing journey the board is filled with like amazing people you know ziad bashir uh, from golamad like esan najmi who's right. an architect um g- good friends and and you know really smart people so that gives you a learning curve i do fundraising for them i do help with the events you know now pdp i'm on the advisory board mm mm-hmm. it's mr amin hashwani and an omer i work with and you know they're working f- to uh, include um, people with uh, handicaps so or differently able people into the workforce and training them and educating them so it's it's really rewarding to see what's going on over there they're very passionate people right um you know previously if uh, if you have any kind of handicap and if you go to nadra to get yourself registered even it can take up to 6 months that's true yeah they've but done th- a yeah but thanks to now pdp it takes 2 days they've done a great job they've done a great job in fact we did a digital uh, training workshop for people with uh, disabilities and we found that um individuals who may be hearing or sight impaired um very dexterous he, yes and they make great uh designers and content creators on uh you know on on laptops or whatever oh, wow. yeah see there you go because their senses senses exactly. are heightened right their senses so are heightened yeah it's really rewarding to see that um and then um ypo is thanks to my dad uh it's young presidents organization it's great for networking i've met some of my closest friends through that organization mm-hmm. i have learned a lot because there's a lot of learning in that organization i help i'm on the board i help with events and stuff mm-hmm. you know it's challenging but it introduces you to a very large network of people all over the world um and that's where you get a lot of ideas from you get a lot of ideas from there because you're exchanging ideas yeah. with some of the smartest people in pakistan yeah you know um and you're learning from some of the smartest people in the world yep um and What else is there? Then PBA. I'm sitting with some of the heads of media. This is the industry. Pakistan Broadcasting Association. Yes, I'm sitting. You know, I'm I'm there, thanks to industry stalwarts, as uh, I call well, them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you have you know, Shakil Masood, Sam yeah. Nazarfi, the movers and shakers of media. Of the media, yeah. And you're sitting there, and you're like in awe because you're like, wow, you know, look at this. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, these are all the extra things, and of course, my kids. Yeah. Are, uh, oh, the kids always keep you humble. Of course. <laughs> and active. And active. <laughs> So if you were to leave with one message you mentioned the point around women entrepreneurship earlier and how that even to this day you have to hear about it from your parents if there was one message for women entrepreneurs we had one last week also uh from Sehat Kahani who've done a great job you know what would be sort of your takeaway for anyone in their 20s looking to start up a business in Pakistan and is a women led business I think there's a lot of potential for women led businesses. I think Pakistan gives you a lot of opportunity that other places doesn't don't. Um we are very lucky to live in a very dysfunctional society in some aspects because you can do anything here. Right. Okay? Um you can launch a channel, you can open up a business. Now it depends on how you work that business on whether it's going to be a success. Um it depends on who you collaborate with. It took it has taken me almost 20 years to make my radio station successful because again i feel like i was ahead of the curve in some ways and uh, people didn't understand what i was trying to do right now they do in the sense that i had always maintained that i will provide inf- uh, entertainment to everybody right because we have a mixed bag of people yep. here from different parts of the city and i want to be able to talk to them all and it's taken 20 years for that to register but it has i feel now kids are way sharper and way smarter than we were back in the day i feel women 
are way sharper and way smarter than they are and we shouldn't allow anything to hold us back because at the end of the day it's just about conversation how do you convert that person who doesn't believe in you into a believer it it happens by showing them that you can do it right yeah it happens by True. gently converting them to your Absolutely. side my father is one of my biggest supporters but also can be the most difficult person for me to work with because at the end of the day is my father so he's looking at me and like scrutinizing everything right. i do right of course so there have been times when we've been at loggerheads with each other but at the end of the day now after many years he's finally saying okay you know what maybe you know a little bit <laughs> maybe you know <laughs> maybe maybe you can after 20 years we we've, we've discovered we you know one thing one thing yeah <laughs> I mean he's uh, I think somebody had to tell him. Yeah. You know like one or, one or two people came to him and said, "Bhai, your daughter is uh, fantastic." Yeah. And he was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> These ones. <laughs> That is good. And if you weren't doing this and if you weren't in a family business of media, what would you be doing? Architecture. Architecture. I actually went to RISD, Rhode right. Island School of Design, which is an architecture known right. for architecture. Right. One of the best in the world. Mhm. Mm and I was actually school with uh, three very good architects, right. Sarah Najmi, Asan Najmi and Zaid Bilgrami. Right. and uh, i would sit and i would look at that stuff and be like wish i was doing that yeah. while i was carrying cameras around and mics <laughs> around and being like what am i doing uh but at that point i was supposed to come back and join advertising and right. production and do all of that but as soon as i came back um from the us the industry was already evolving right you know that the the agencies weren't necessarily doing the productions now production houses were popping up it right. was it was changing the industry was evolving Yeah. Sara, thank you so much for the time. This was a fun chat. I got to learn a lot. Um I I do believe that radio has a lot of potential and I think that contrary to popular belief here in this market, you're absolutely right. I think radio offers free entertainment and we forget that we live in a third world country and we yeah. need and there's 100 million people who don't have data in yeah. this country. you know so you they do need a medium that they can communicate with and through and learn from. and i think the advertisers keep forgetting that they get pulled by the digital sort of wave um partly we are responsible for that as <laughs> you know part of that industry but i think that radio has a lot of potential and i wish you all the best in that space thank you very much um so in this conversation i i keep hearing from everybody that radio has a lot of space i believe in radio um i just need people to kind of you know get up and support it yeah because we've all i mean all the radio uh fraternity has invested a lot of time and money and love into this medium um i feel it'll find its balance digital is important as long as we support both support Correct. each other um yeah and that's it well uh, i'm tuning into drive time on my way home today thank you <laughs> you must <laughs> thank you Thursday, yeah. thank you and thank you everyone for tuning in this thank week you. and stay tuned to next week and subscribe to our channel you click on the link below to subscribe take care till next week bye bye